0: Live from 2021, it's Footy Prime, the podcast,
1: with Danny, DJ Diccio, Craig, look at his leg, Forrest, and Jimmy Pieman, Charmin. Today, we have very special guests all the way from Miami. We're welcoming the one and only David Beckham and... All the way from his island, somewhere off the coast of France, we have Zinadine Zidane.
0: Dan, we don't. I don't think we have them. Did you not? Did you not book them? No. I thought you had. I thought you said you got them coming in. No, I said I was hoping to call them, like, oh, try and get them. Shit. So who do we have? Um, the normal guys. This is just oh, we so have. Oh, guys, I, I I really thought that, you know, we had this cover. No,
2: when when Jason uh, sent the text today, he said that, guys, don't be late. We have Bex and Zizu
1: on the show. Yeah. So we all shut up. I think he just sent the tracksuit. Yeah. So Dan's got it on. Oh, is that because, oh, Dan bought Bex beer and is wearing his... South end.
3: London tracksuit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Why well, apologize? Well, this is footy. Well, that's weird. Odd. Yeah,
2: I'm so Thanks, sorry, Jeff. Guys. So I'm disappointed. Kind of um, anticlimactic. Now, I was thinking.
0: Well, it's it's a way to you know start this oh, yeah, year you're right, you're off right. right, right. Like, well, it's the new year. It's wrong. It's obviously, suppose. the same
2: old pod, isn't it? Not much changes, <sighs> here, guys. Really.
1: I'm Unfortunately, just, I'm leave. I'm so sorry. I, I don't. All right. See you, Jeff. Do one. It's okay.
2: Can I apologize on behalf of Dan? <laughs> sorry. Well, as JC mentioned, there, 2021 has arrived and it's off to a belter, isn't it? Isn't it?
3: It's a beaut. It was kind of like 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's no, no, just... it was, it was, it was good for the first four or five days, and then that absolute calamity happened yesterday. <laughs> and I thought, "Fuck me, we're back to 2020." that was last week. Sir. Yeah, I'm just talking about the football, not what, what happened in America. <laughs>
2: What a mess this world's in, man. Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, what happened? (laughs) United's (laughs) in first place.
2: Yeah. Fucking god differential. Um, But yeah, obviously, there were crazy scenes yesterday, of course, south of the border. And it got me kind of thinking about what rule. And and, I mean, you watch those images from the Capitol building, right? And these aren't like, trained, organized militia types. These are just idiots. These are just, you know, Yahoos. The mob, right? Mm -hmm. I'm changing mics because apparently my last mic wasn't working at all? No, it works a little bit. A little bit? Alright, here we go. But They're a bunch of Yahoos, right? They're mobs, they're just dickheads who are, you know, trying to make a name for themselves, and most of them just tagging along. Anyway, if there was one football club right now that needs a mob to kind of break through its gates and, and cause some chaos and Invoke the the
1: twenty fifth amendment. <laughs> what club would that be? Oh, well, oh! Well, you mean the leader would get is going to get the twenty fifth by? Yeah, whatever. Or, or, burying them on. Well, you, you are actually, are we are we actually like promoting violence here. Yes. Of course we are. Okay. Well, there's an angry group of
2: fans. Danny, how did in Millwall in do football. it?
1: How did Millwall do it? They've been doing it for centuries. Like we century. did it every weekend when we played. How's that working? <laughs>
2: But is there a club that needs that,
1: that is such a, in such
2: disarray and is just, you know, run so poorly? Now, Newcastle came to mind for me, right? That, that the fans, the Geordies get together and storm St. James and say, OK, Mike, sell the fucking club. Enough's well, did to be
1: fair, he, he got it, she's trying. So he says. Yeah. Well, they nearly got it. The Saudis nearly bought it, right? Yeah. I,
3: I think you can go for two of the teams up in the Northeast, Sunderland and Newcastle. And I think the players are very lucky that the fans are not allowed in the stadium at this moment in time because we're talking about mobs and we're not talking about like violent mobs, but we're talking about working class fellas, geezers, women that really passionate about their football club. And if there was they're working their balls off all
1: week and And they they release everything on the weekend, they want their team to do well. Yeah, it's really, it's intense. It's
3: intense, and there's a lot. There's a lot of anger towards Steve Bruce, which I think some of it is unfair. Um, He's I think some do, some right? of it is valid because of the way they play. But there's there's a certain misunderstanding that that the fans they don't really know where Newcastle Football Club is at this moment in time. Like we can go back to when when we played Craig and Newcastle, fantastic team under Keegan. And the Bobby Robson, you know, teams that were a delight to watch and the, the fans got right behind them. But Newcastle haven't had that for a while now. Even on the referee, Rafa Benitez, they were a pretty negative team. Okay, they were a little bit more successful, I would say, with two fingers up.
2: Compared to what they
3: had been. Compared to been what been they have been. But the league just, they expect to see a certain brand of football up there, like a, a really attacking, positive, like all guns blazing, yeah. players fighting for their shirt. Yeah. And I feel they, they the Roker, they're just not the getting it anymore. Yeah.
1: Experiencing that. That was a dark, dingy winter night playing at the Roper
3: Park. Yeah, with that wind coming off of the, oh, the coast there. It was
1: horrible. It's come
3: out for the warm-up? Oh, you You can't. know, I never played there, Craig. Never, ever played at Roper right? Park. Is They had already moved? Yeah, because when I moved to Sunderland, it was the first year we we uh, moved into the Stadium of Light. Wow. Well. So you're lucky, by, even from the players that I played with, who had obviously played there and grew up there, they said you have never ever felt anything like the roker roar and the wind coming off at of the insane. coast.
1: Insane. <laughs> Walking from the stand, <laughs> in that end, yeah, yeah, and the stand behind just to seeth standing and really up this. Oh, nuts! Was it ever not raining? That was probably the, the coldest I'd ever felt in so many ways. As a goalkeeper instead Yeah, because normal, normally I don't have really have a memory of being, you know, no matter how cold. It will be cold before warm-up. But once you get going, because you have no freaking choice, so get yourself going. And if you get yourself going, you won't be cold. But luckily, you're usually pretty busy. Yeah, I played for mostly
0: teams that got <laughs> shellacked. Did you wear those stirrup, you know, those stirrup pants? Oh, the chap pants? Yeah, like I remember that. those. Did yes. you wear those? Oh, yes.
1: Sometimes. Are they still a the thing? I- you know what they do? They, they wear their shorts over the tights. Yeah right yeah. The t- would you've been tights. a tight guy if they were around back in that those days? Well, they were, but they didn't. We just had them down like cycling shorts, right? Yeah, these right. are full legged. Yeah, NBA players, most of them wear them now. It seems. Yeah,
2: and it's, it's for to prevent muscle injuries and soft tissue injuries, isn't
1: it? Well, yeah.
3: So, sir. So oh, so yeah. <laughs> you not into Craig, that? Adage? Craig, Also, as well, did you have a goalkeeping coach at the beginning of your career in England? Like that would come out and warm you up, or were you in charge of your own warm up? Because that's a factor as well, huh?
1: Well, normally the backup keeper comes, warms the keeper, right? Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that's the way it was, yeah.
3: But it's still not the same as a, a like a goalkeeping coach coming to warm the both of you up, because as goalkeepers and most of the goalkeepers I played for were very like pally, and they 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 used to get the best out of each other. But there was also a few goalkeepers that didn't like each other, and to get the other guy as warmed up as possibly as he could be was kind of detrimental yeah. to where that would be, I'm sitting on the bench yeah. here. I don't want him to do well. So Yeah. You know, back yeah. in the old days. i had very
1: like, few situations where I didn't like the key bros where there was, you know, at the clubs. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, but you, not there many. weren't very many players in general you didn't like, right? You're a pretty affable guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like
2: most I, I like yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, right. Is that what that word means? I think so. I'm not quite sure what it means, but yeah, it seems like the right needs word to, to spell use. It. Affable, <laughs> affordable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it definitely, it was definitely, was definitely exactly, affordable. That's right. that's right, Dan.
0: That's right. Bing. Yeah, close
2: enough, buddy. Affable means affordable. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. that doesn't mean that at all. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, but no, that he, would that would really suck. Yeah. If you're going, yeah, that would
2: be
3: a I'm going, kind of situation thinking to so when I first got in the professional ranks at QPR, whether we had like a, a strength and conditioning guy that would warm us up or I'm, I'm trying to go back like whether we were just in charge of our own warm-up or the captain kind of led a process yeah. of – It wasn't until
1: – I mean, John Lyle brought in. We had – that was when we probably had people that we started doing warm-downs. yes so went back quite a long ways a warm down is more important than warm yeah. ups they're both well important oh, I yeah, know they're, they're both well important, important down, but yeah. say
2: you could only have one <laughs> what would it be
1: the warm down or warm up depends because be, depends. You could, if you don't warm up and you fuck yourself with. yeah, <laughs> you can tear stuff more obviously by not warming up yeah but and the, 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 when you're young oh my god you walk you run yeah, out there warm. 17, 18 just smashing balls right out of the dressing room
3: I feel for training you need a warm up Sorry, no, for training, you don't need a warm up. For games, you need a warm up. Why? Because the training, you can kind of you can ease Easy your way to, in. There's right. a light yeah. weight and slow. sessions are designed a, that way too, are they not? Yeah, of course. I can imagine you, you on an
1: right. English day with your hands down your pants, coming yeah. up with your shoulders up around your ears. Hey, with, that would be like, you, eh? Sunland. Every, oh. every
3: day was like, we'd have probably four weeks, maybe five weeks of nice weather in the summer. And then it was just either rain or, like, yeah. wind. So why would players go there? Like well, that's the, the problem. That's the big problem with, <laughs> with Newcastle and Sunderland and Middlesbrough. They don't really want to. They had, they had to overpay players to come up there. And yeah. Newcastle went through that stage of, like, under Keegan, where they signed Shearer, uh, Bobby Robson, who brought in a lot of foreign players as well, where they had to basically double pay for players to come up To there because in reality, you either wanted to be in Manchester or London, right? You know, maybe Birmingham as well. But London was the key place for foreign players to come over because it was very multicultural. Um, there was maybe some resemblance of a store they could go to or a restaurant they could go to and pick up their homemade food, wherever it is. But it was the most important thing was the hub of Europe where they could get back to their. Yeah, home town yeah. very, very quickly. And Newcastle, uh, are really fell they fell behind because of that and Sunderland. And they overspent and maybe made the wrong signings at certain times because players are only there for the money. They weren't, they didn't understand the yeah. concepts of playing for them clubs. If only one, under Keegan thing and Robson maybe. Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, but, but they're good teams under Keegan very and, and Robson, right? But yeah. since then they haven't been good, so it's hard to lure a, a, a foreign player to a poor club in a Cold part of the country, oh, which geez. is very different to the Costa del Salt or wherever the they they're from.
3: Right. Yeah. It's tough. It is tough. And then you factor in bringing not only players from Europe, but players from South America. And Middlesbrough had a fantastic mm-hmm. like line of players like Juninho that went up to Middlesbrough. Um they brought
0: Ravignelli in for for That's a, right. a, a Patrick's first game, Fox. didn't
3: he? Yeah. It's you great. Know? They hey, were
0: great. Sunderland can't be the only where are the other shite weather places? Like anything, Penn, anything people north people of Oxford Great mostly. Britain.
1: Absolute. <laughs> 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 no, Torquay's great. They're just in the
3: fourth in the, tier. In they're in the English Riviera down there. Yeah, and I like played
1: there. Played there. I played there, and it was like amazing. It was like it was complete. It was really different.
2: Faulty. It different te- was like faulty a te- towers.
0: Temperate climate. Right? Definitely, definitely. But then, if you grew
2: up playing football in the winter, though, and you, that's what to me when I played. Football or, or rugby, I think of cold, wet weather. That's just what it's yeah. like. It's like playing hockey over here, I guess. Yeah. Right? Someone playing in Toronto or Winnipeg or Vancouver, it kind of it feels like hockey weather. You're well, playing for, in the cold.
0: For football, yeah. it was always October, November is also playoff time in Canadian football, and the it's you know that remember back in the day they make you get on the ground to stretch your hamstrings. They, they you could do stretch your hamstrings any easy way now. But they make you go and lot, put your ass on the ground. Yeah, get all soaking wet. All soaking wet. Hemorrhoids I, probably I as can well. imagine playing through the winter in the UK. That's you're you're cold three minutes into it.
1: it well, yeah, and the thing is, you go out on a Monday, Tuesday morning.
0: Oh. Miserable, but that's the sport. No, that's the, like point just, is that's yeah. the
2: sport, though. That's what you're yeah. used to. That's that's football. That's yeah. football. That's yeah. rugby. I mean, that's worse, yeah. but then you come over here and you're playing in the summer instead of schedule, right? Or totally hockey in, in Tampa, you know, or playing hockey in Florida. Yeah. Soccer was right?
0: always midsummer. That was my summer sport when I was a kid. It was like, yeah, baseball different entirely. Baseball went till May ish, end of May, and then soccer was the summer sport.
2: Yeah,
3: so. I love playing in the rain. Me too. That was my favorite weather to play in, the rain.
0: Did you I like hated... practicing in the rain, though?
3: I didn't mind it, but I loved playing in the rain. I hated playing in the sun and the heat. So I wouldn't mind I didn't mind the heat and the sun dry. But you weren't running around. No, I took totally different. Exactly. Totally different. But like
1: now, still. I've, rain is, I is, is, is the worse for the, the
3: goalkeepers as well because it's a slippery ball, slippery surface. So if it was dry and the heat, it's got a cap on. He's having a cigar in the, in the gold uh, air, <laughs> unless he's called upon. But running around. I, I remember doing, when I came over here, I think it was in our first year, we played in Houston and it was an evening game. Nice. So I'm doing the warm up and, and I'm, I'm like looking at Moa and he's sweating. And I, I, I speak to Carmelo Labue, who's our, our strength and conditioning guy. And he's looking at me, he's like, "Teacher, are you okay? I went, Carmelo, I'm absolutely fucked. Like it is ridiculous. This is ten minutes, fifteen minutes. I'm trying to get going. My warm up t shirt is dripping wet. This is in the evening, seven thirty kickoff. Yeah. Seven thirty kickoff. We get into the game. I like I can't catch my breath. It's different than Colorado where you're up a little bit, you're alleviated a little bit, and it's mm-hmm. very hard to catch your, your breath after doing a like a long run or a, a sprint. But there I just I couldn't catch anything. Then after around 15, 20 minutes, Mo Do got a uh, red card hit, and Mo Johnson give her that one. He, Deech, we're going to have to bring you off, big fellows, like that. Oh, thank you. F- f- <laughs> thank it's God! special heat there, isn't it? It is it's horrible. 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 Yeah. I don't know how them guys do it. I yeah. remember doing
2: a, a TV hit for Tim and Sid in the parking lot outside of Minute Maid Park. I think it's Minute Maid Park, isn't it, in Houston? Um, baseball and, di- yeah, the baseball yeah, hotel right. was right across there I did a hit for I think it was gold Cup maybe or something and I was wearing these pretty cheap shoes in my suit and I'm sweating through the suit but I'm in this parking lot and I'm doing and my feet are getting really, really hot god damn my feet are killing me right now I'm doing my hit and I make fun of myself yeah, sorry guys I'm in a bit of pain right now hey, blah 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 thanks guys Yeah, see ya I was, my, my shoes are melted and are stuck to the pavement they were like, obviously not leather. <laughs> they were plastic <laughs> sauce. They had melted and they were so tacky, they'd stuck to it. And i no bloody wonder my feet hurt. They're Kazakhstani leather. <laughs> I couldn't afford very expensive shoes. <laughs> that, that heat was overwhelming. And I yeah. was just standing in the parking lot, not playing yeah. the bloody
0: game. But you had, the you played a in Mexico level. before. So you had the humidity. And then mm. Danny was just talking about the altitude. Mm. You were in net when you were playing for the. I mean, you're a net. So how are the other? How are your brothers who are playing?
1: Oh, they struggled.
0: with that. That you guys would have lost every game.
1: We did. <laughs> no, not would have. Would have. Azteca. <laughs> no. Azteca is quite a bit higher than Denver. That's that point. The yeah. That's where they
0: set all the world. That's where they set all the world records in the '68 Olympics. That's right. Bob Beeman, uh, Pietro Mateo, the 200 yeah. meter champ. Mm-hmm. Why are you pointing at Benny? Because he's Italian and he's fast, like that. Guy. I know Pietro. Yes. Yeah. Um, not that one, not here. The, yeah. the
1: Bob Beeman jump was it? It the is amazing. Beeman jump. It's amazing. Jump. jump, amazing. The Beeman, uh, uh flop, right? No, that's a Frosbury flop. Frostbury flop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it's, the Flintstone flop. Right. Are you right, you right, the Frostbury flop. flop. <laughs> well, yeah. I wasn't around those days. No, he, track and field, field now, he just, but yeah, he d-
1: yeah. he didn't do like the the, the long jump with a uh, sort of running like high Long jump. Bob, Bob Beeman or Bob Beeman. No, Frosby was the high jump. Yeah, yeah the flop. Bob Beeman was <laughs> the, the flip long, flip. he was long jump. Yeah. And, yeah. He did, and he just went like this and his two legs went out in front and he just went and he just, and he just seemed to stay there forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. But where was, was where
3: was, where was the hottest place you could remember playing, Craig? I think Jamaica.
1: Oh no, Panama City. Panama City. Yeah, in the summer with that, well, I mean, Chrysler, I guess they're pretty regular heat there near the And they take like later, but in the, the, the season as well. It's the humidity. Houston's just as bad. Houston is a terrible place to play. The humidity they're there is
3: polluted, a, so it keeps it Yeah, off. it's a different level. Dallas is nothing like Houston. No. Yeah, Dallas is fine in the evening. It's yeah. hot in the day, but yeah. they play most of their games in the evening. But you don't have, it, have that it was bearable. That, you don't have that deep humidity. Yeah.
1: Remember the coach there at Houston,
3: uh, Frank Elps, buddy,
1: what uh it was there for? It was his assistant, Kinnear. Kinnear, yeah. Oh, Kinnear. Yeah. So I was asking about it because oh, they, they, uh, we freaking should know, shouldn't he? Yeah. I, I, actually, I should too. <laughs> yeah,
0: should, that's right. Was, like, he was like, he's helping yeah, you out. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So they were training early in the morning, and even at the start of training, at I think it's nine, they start because the humidity is just ridiculous by eleven, and it was ridiculous when they started. They, we couldn't stand in the direct sunlight. In the humidity, we we're just watching. Yeah, And, I mem- said, and Joe, and, not Joe Caner, what's his first name? Dom. Dom, Dom Kinnear. He said, uh he says, you, you know, you
0: what? want him to tell the story."
1: <laughs> no, no, he's just, he's just, he's just the guy in the corner that just remembers all the important shit. <laughs>
0: how much? How much was that? Seven dollars. So there we you, got there seven you go. There so you go. How much was that? Okay. Yeah, <laughs>
3: I remember reading about Roy Hodgson's time in in the United Arab Emirates as well. And he said the same thing. He said, "There's no way you could train from nine o'clock up until around nine o'clock in the evening." So it's most like 50 degrees. Most of our sessions were at 10 o'clock at night, ten thirty. Training start because it was just impossible, not only for the players but for the coaches to be out there in the Sutton in the Open hey, we Day. Like,
1: up coming up to watch on that, yeah. Here. If it's not cancelled because of COVID. Not because of anything else, but anyway. Well, getting closer, isn't it? Hold on a minute. The way things are going, anything can happen.
2: That might be FIFA's out.
1: If we, out if, if we actually it's see awful. the World Cup, we'll be, we'll be lucky the way things are
2: going. Well, this, oh. this summer, there's a World Cup, there's a Euro, there's um, an FA Cup, and there's a Cup of Libertadores, an African Cup of Nations, and... I don't know. I'm Wait, sure. the World it, Cup. It, it feels we're... that way, but it feels World Cup this wow. summer. 22. Oh. Yeah, it just it feels that way. There's so many big events coming up this summer in the sports world. So it could be either terrible, terrible or amazing. Yeah, Olympics. Yeah, Olympics too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Qualifying
1: World Cup for Canada.
0: Yep. yep. Do we know what we're doing. Do we know who. the CONCACAF put the things out, like put the. Yeah, yeah. Are are we?
2: Don't ask us. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get done. Don't put us in the spot. All right. I haven't thought about this for months, <laughs> and that's on the spot. Right.
3: Well, it's going to be interesting if, if Canada can travel to, because they have to play a couple of Caribbean Island games as well, Craig, and I think they have to play at home against some of the Caribbean. Yeah, Islands coming back, right? So, I mean, there's, there's so much up in the air at the moment about, we've even seen with NHL where they've and got the Canadian March, right? League now as well. We're talking March. I'm talking March, which is two months away. Yeah. You know? Listen, we, we don't even know if there's going to be a start. There's a tentative date for MLS in the middle of March. I don't think that's going to happen. Not only because of what's going on, but the, the owners from the league, and rightly so, they have lost so much money last year along with the league, which is a supposed 1000000000 billion. billion they've, they've said they've lost last year. The owners want fans back in the stadium. Yeah. You know, but it's it's not the league, it's not the owners of the club that can make that decision. It's federal or state governors that, profit, that are making
0: it.
2: <laughs> it's about life and death. So yeah, it's gonna be a, a rather tough few months still, I think, as we figure out what but the hell sport looks got, like.
0: You are happy, you got your uh, NHL. NHL. Yes, is that. North Division, the North Division, I mean, seven teams.
3: Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. You know what? Course, yeah. I, I might
0: did. actually watch it again because. Did it, it start so the other much. day?
3: Franco was watching hockey the other day. No, it's no, nice. that's <laughs> that's not. World juniors.
0: world juniors. I
1: didn't watch one, one second,
3: primarily because I was moving and I
1: didn't have a TV. But
3: but had you had a TV? You and
1: know what? I didn't even watch a highlight. It drives me nuts. It just does.
3: Yeah. I, I, where was it held? Where, where is, was it, the juniors
2: home? Edmonton. It's the most... I mean, listen, we've discussed it before, I think, on this show, and, i give tsn all the credit in the world and a great great job marketing what is uh, great job. a tournament that no one cares about and now one country except loves us. It. yeah except, except us. us but yeah. but before tsn got involved did we yeah.
1: Yeah. no no not really no, they they no. got it for pretty like, a good deal from
0: hockey canada for a whole stack it of years it used to be ctv used to do like treat yeah. it just like national team games kind of yeah it's
2: only because we're good at it that canada cares about it right if canada was shit every single year People wouldn't care about it.
0: But. No, if we they they only play it in North America. Last the year before was in Buffalo. Yeah. There's only certain places you can play it.
2: But there's a real naivety about the Canadian sporting culture. I think that they they think, oh yeah, we're the best at this, but they don't really understand that there's three good teams on any given year.
1: It's a joke. They have a hard time filling ten teams at the World Juniors. Yeah. Germany got let beat. Which, let alone 16, 10 good teams. Was it 16-0 16-1? 16 nothing or 16
2: one? Yeah, whatever it was in that first game, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Not that I saw it, but I was like, well, you know what? Give that a miss. Like seriously. Now, I, I think I, I think they added some sick players or whatever, but and I think Germany did okay in the end. But, but I mean, I, mean, I just, guess
2: the, the players buy into it. I mean, you hear about all the, the, these. You know, you hear from these. Hall of Fame players who will who regale their their career highlights now say yeah playing that world Juniors in 1988 was incredible what an experience and good for them it was but you're also buying into this, well, this no. oh
1: well yeah that's created you,
2: artificial concept of being a relevant
1: tournament well yeah but that, you remember at, at that age you're qualifying you're trying to make the teams through 16 17 you know all your way through so you're you're just happy you're like oh my god I'm playing for Canada so you are oh, really excited. Absolutely. Like absolutely. I played in the under twenty World Cup, and I would argue that that's a fucking bigger tournament by about a hundred times.
2: Qualifying for that is a bigger achievement than winning
3: it. Winning yeah. the World Juniors, yeah. Like the whole. What fr- is it, what is the equivalent of the Juniors, Craig? Like in in soccer terminology, yeah. Under twenty in, World Cup, yeah. Under twenty World yeah, Cup, yeah. They're, they're so under all twenty. These, all these players in the Juniors are under twenty, yeah, yeah. And did, did teams have to qualify to get into the Juniors?
1: Um. No, I think only they they have a division. They they have a relegation. So next time yeah. Germany, it'll be it's, it'll be
0: Slovakia teams, or, or, yeah, or, maybe it's or like whoever. it's like the ninth and tenth team got in yeah. because they won versus the eleventh, twelfth. Like, yeah, they have like Great, Br- to great get Britain. In. and all them.
1: The great Britain would great try Britain. to. That's right. Would really? try to qualify. 19, yeah. They'd
0: be in the group. Yeah,
1: I would think.
2: I mean, enjoy it. I just don't think yeah. you should necessarily have to. We uh, have I it every,
1: every, every it really second year. That's my point. It's supposed to be a, the World Junior. We have it every second year.
0: But it's an all-star tournament, really, right? Like that. a is showcase, it, isn't it? It's nice. a showcase. It's a great tournament. It's super smart. What TSN did, whatever, 25-some years ago. Mm-hmm. But it really is a showcase all-star game. And the guys try really hard because they're representing the country. And it's also over
2: so, the holidays. It's a tradition. It's a perfect time. You know, you're at home you can sit down with the family and watch it. I get all that. It's nice, but let's just not pretend it's anything. It isn't right. Right. It's a contrived tournament. Yeah. That Canada and the States and Sweden and maybe Russia will be good at.
0: Yeah. And even four years or so. Five teams. Five teams. So yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: When was the last time Finland won it? I mean, I have no idea. Was it, it could have been last year. I don't know.
0: Timu yeah. Salami. Yeah. The Czech. Timu. Czech, Czech, <laughs> Czech, Czech, Czechoslovakia. Temu, I mean, it's a big
1: Solani. sport. It's a big sport in Czechos, uh, Czechoslovakia. Czech Republic. Yeah. Um, the Scandinavian countries. Yeah. Anyway. Russia too. A-
2: <laughs> 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 Let's get into hockey talk. Sorry about that. Yeah, That was a tangent. Back and mobs and mob rules. Was there yeah. ever a time in your careers, fellas, that you, you actually did feel a little bit nervous? That it was beyond just the usual, okay, the fans are in this place are pretty heavy. You, know? you were actually nervous for
3: your well-being? As a fan or as a player? As a player. Or either. As a fan of QPR, I got... Into a couple of scraps, (laughs) got got my head slapped around a little bit. But the most scared as a fan I'd been was when I was about fifteen, and we travelled to Cardiff. We got the train up to Cardiff, and it's me and four buddies. And we got off the train, and straight away there's a police escort for us. So we're like, hold on a minute, like what's going on here? Like we've we've heard Cardiff are pretty naughty. QPR, an English club from London, and we haven't got the biggest firm or, or biggest support. We've got a nice support. So we get off the train, and there's, like, mum and dads, kids, us, normal fans, walking, and this police escort is following us, and just, so we come out the train station. I'm like, this, this is weird. It just feels weird. So we're walking up and then the Cardiff fans are all outside the pubs as we're getting there and they're giving a stick and start throwing stuff at us, which is simmered down a little bit. But then there's this (laughs) fella and he's walking in our pack now, but we know he's not a QPR fan, but he's got this snooker case with him, a snooker cue case, which is very like two pieces, one piece. I don't know, you, I'm going to tell you that. You do
1: see it, you do see it. Yeah, if you, there, if you, not, if you play
3: snooker, you know what a snooker cue yeah. uh, case is. It's yeah, very, you, like a rifle, yeah. whatever. I've got a nice want, one, by a I the way. You basically think, what the fuck, how good are you? it a station in there as well. <laughs> you look at him you go, are you fucking kidding me? You got your Yeah, Q, so we're like that, and then loser. suddenly, a policeman <laughs> escort stops him, taps him on the shoulder, and goes, hey, what are you doing? He's going, I'm going to play snooker. So the policeman starts asking a few of us, is he with you? And we're like, no, we, we don't know him for Adam. And he's obviously a Welsh fella because he's got a Welsh accent. So the police policeman asks him to open up the case because he says, I'm going to play snooker. He says, no, 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 no. I'm 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 away now. I'll, I'll get going. So he says, no, you're going to get arrested if you don't open the case and show us. He opens the case, and it's this fucking samurai sword. <laughs> so I've looked at my three other buddies. I've gone... I've just come here to watch a football game, guys. I haven't come to get my head samurai off or anything like that. And they said, "Ah, oh, leave it, leave it, don't worry about it. He's, he's gone like, and they took him off in the meat wagon, in the police van. And um, we went into the stadium, and I'm like, this is this something still doesn't feel right here. We're in the away end. Game's going on. Suddenly, there's bricks being thrown from outside the stadium, over the stadium roof, onto the away end. And they right into the crowd, right into the away in crowd. I'm going. F- this is- full bricks, like half bricks, they are. Oh. So they've broken these bricks from outside because they can't throw full bricks out. I this is this is not right. So I said, look, look half time, let's get out of here. Three, two of the two of the boys that were with us said, yeah, we're out of here as well. This doesn't feel safe, so we got home. Two of the other boys stayed, and they said it was absolute mayhem at the end of the game, like. Mayhem, they had to stay in the stadium after the game. Police escorted him, but on the train, there was Cardiff fans waiting for him on the train at the next station. I was like... Because, I mean, Cardiff and QPR haven't got a rivalry. No, but yet. it's it's kind of... Cardiff had a big reputation back yeah. in the day. Didn't I mean, they hate is. Swansea. They hate English fans coming up. They always riot yeah. with, with whatever English teams they've been. But that was the most scared I've been as a fan. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> samurai sword. I will. I will still have flashbacks of that samurai sword. No kidding. That's Jesus. definitely not a snooker cue, <laughs> Craig.
1: <laughs> well, as a fan, there's nothing over here. I felt that, but when I when I first went over to uh, Ipswich, they soon, I guess when just into the winter, they got into the semi final of the League Cup final against Norwich, the rivals. 40 miles up the road. So as a youth player, really, we decided we're going to jump on the train with the fans and go watch the second leg. Steve Bruce was, was playing for Norris, like going way back. Paul Cooper. And Terry Butcher, I guess, was there too. George Burley. Robert Fleck. <laughs> Robert
3: Fleck? Remember him? I remember that? name. Robbie Fleck? Robert Fleck, yep.
2: Yeah. Dale
3: Gordon. He was Norris, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah, but after that, I think. this boy plays yeah. for, for someone now. used to play at Rangers. Flank, he? he had like the, the, the curly hair. Yeah. So Sheffield That's United, me. I think. He little very dodgy, did
1: Robbie Fleck. Anyway. But, uh, so we went up there, and, and there we go. Oh, this is going to be an experience. And just the same thing. Police escort through the city to the back of the stand. People throwing stuff, coins, people getting cut open. Just nuts.
2: A yeah. coin can do a lot of damage, can't it?
1: Oh shit! Guy in, guy in front of me. What about half a Jesus. guy in front of me? Yeah. Well, they had cages in between, you know, and they're the guys that you see. Guys, if such fans, whatever, they would they would crawl up the cages, and they know they're getting absolutely pelted, and where their knuckles are holding onto the cages, they're just bloodied by getting hit by coins and various things. And it's like, well,
2: do you remember, like when when the cages went away and, and the riot? Uh, fences went down. Yeah. Did you notice a difference in the stadium? The atmosphere? Yeah. There was more policing. Yeah. Yeah. That was the yeah. biggest
1: thing you noticed? Hey, there's nothing when you look behind in the in those old terraces and all standing, like at Roker Park or mm-hmm. back in the day. The then, uh, The cop, you know, at Liverpool. It was it was something. It moved. It, like it literally they, they moved. You didn't you couldn't help it, right? You were stuck in it. It was like make sure you just keep on your feet and you just get shifted around and so- Surges and stuff that were dangerous.
0: I'm not, I like, there's nothing to compare maybe tailgating on a Sunday for NFL, right? What is, and maybe only you can answer this, Charms. what's like an average fan's day like on game day? What time do you get Uh, up? What time, like, what in in England? Yeah, in England. Well, typically at three o'clock on a
1: Saturday, always. So, say a Saturday. You're, those guys are in the pubs as early as they possibly can.
0: Is there a, is there a t- You know how pubs here open at what nine now? I think, but is there a time and? Yeah, there
3: you, is. What time do they open up?
0: The of footballs so changed now years. times, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about for it's you guys? Games. Back then, when especially with all the, there. I mean, let's put it life. this
1: way: maybe eleven o'clock. Like they got lots of time to get
0: smashed. So you like got a, four hours. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then like if few, you just, actually
1: look at if you actually look at the some of the biggest rivalries. And they play at 12 30, 12 o'clock. There's a reason for that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly.
2: It's, right. Less time to get smashed. Right. Less like, time to get smashed.
1: and the police can manage it. And then it's going to be less drunkenness. And oh, yeah, fucking.
0: So just. is it a weekend, though, with your cat? Like, would you start partying on the Friday to do a Saturday game? No. Okay.
3: And I, like, I was only 15 when, when I was, like, I traveled. My first game I traveled by myself was around 13. And that was to southampton away but up until 15 16 and then I was I was actually like a part of the club at 16 so i was playing every weekend so it's different though for for supporters that i know they they would meet up in the pub as Craig sand three hours four hours before the game and this is the stadium here dan and and the pubs are literally scattered within a mile of of the stadium so there's your drinking holes you can go there and they over Before. if the weather is
1: okay, then they're overflowing out in the streets, and you're allowed to drink on the streets. So they're basically pints and hands. That's civilized the drink. But
2: goes. there's always, there's an edge to it too. So maybe yeah, it's bad that part now, is but there's an edge to it as well, right? You go where's the buzz kind of thing. yeah, but then you go to TFC here, right? And it's it's similar in that there's several pubs in Liberty Village, right, where all the fans go. It's a great atmosphere now. It's getting really good, right? And yeah. it's summertime. Shirt sleeves, red shirts, and the patios overflowing. It's great, but there's not that edge. There's something about English football. Yeah, a little bit. And, well, when you don't know what's going to kick off, right? the right? Seventies happened
1: before us, but during the eighties and that, it was yeah. It was you didn't see any women. Very few women would go to games. I didn't go to games as a kid. Yeah, but that wouldn't mean Ipswich even little Ipswich. They ended up up on one of the top terraces in the corner. They created a family club section, and they could come in at a certain time of the game. Like leave at a Swearing, yeah, like yeah. just to try to create. And it was like, are you kidding? You have to create that. Like the people are too scared to bring their families to the games because yeah. it was just a really nasty
3: atmosphere. I think when when you look at England and not only England but Scotland, the, like Europe and Spain, Italy. The key thing with the supporters having the edge is that they they feel that they're part of the community and they're representing that community and it's their territory. So. They're supporting a the club, but they're also supporting their local area, you know? Mm-hmm. And if oh, yeah. a club are coming into my area, we're going to protect it. And yeah. You're not going to come into our stadium and out-sing us. Your team's not going to come into our stadium and out-bully us. Yeah, and we're mm-hmm. going to fight if you do. So it's that kind of edge back in the 80s, even late 70s, 90s No cameras, as well. No
1: cameras either, right?
2: Because where you live, not so much even in the country, but where you lived in the county... Like yeah, proud of where you came from. It and was identity, so tribal. Eh? Identify with that part. Yeah, so much yeah. more than.
1: What do you think it here? is when you think? Because like, accents change literally across the friggin' street. Yeah. Is it just because they don't move around? Like, why is it like, you know, Liverpool and Birmingham and Newcastle and London and different parts of London, the south—they're yeah. all distinctive. Really, a lot of people here yeah. don't under, they we,
2: don't hear the yeah, difference. It's but they populated, the country—it's weird, isn't it? Yeah.
3: Well, in, in London like, where, where we're from, we, we we had basically nine teams in London, yeah. in which London is a fifty-two kilometer radius. Nine top teams, nine top teams, and you had six, probably six of them in the Premier League, maybe seven sometimes. Uh-huh. So the territory, and we're, pr- we're 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 proud to be from South London, West London, East London, North London, and as Craig says, you could be ten kilometers up the road, and like my my West London. Is, is totally different than East London or South London, Essex, yeah. just outside of it, and it's bizarre to me. I've got family in North London and, and Essex, and I'm like, some of the times, I, I, I what, what are you what? talking about? Like, who, who was QPR's derby with? Like, who did Chelsea? Get? So in Chelsea. so in my part of West London where I grew up, we had QPR, Chelsea, and Fulham within a two-kilometer radius of each other. Then it's like
0: it's bizarre. Right over th- Right over there and right over there. Yeah, so you've got
3: Team on Bloor, Team on College, Team on Dundas. With a stadium. With it's, a 40,000 stadium, drive, yeah. yeah. I've got to find
2: I, I find it. I dig it up. as an old feature I did in London years ago, and I jumped in a black cab and with a camera, and we went to all the Premier League London teams. a little map and stuff. It was really cool, actually. And then I got there and how long it took and stuff, how far it was. It was a really cool feature. I've got to find I'm that. I'm telling you, you
3: have a you have a future in broadcast. I'm <laughs> you. I have a past in broadcast. <laughs> it's a deep dark past. Try it. And then no. you go know, Liverpool and Everton. Then are separated by a park, right? Stanley Park. Right. You're Stanley. literally looking over a park.
1: Like, and it's not big as Stanley Park in Vancouver either. It's crazy.
3: Yeah. It's it's bizarre how how they fitted so many stadiums. So and you said it's <laughs> condensed and
2: disenfranchised youth. Then. They want to to something.
3: Yeah,
0: they got nothing. And then when England they plays, they all they got they no money, all go... no education. They got, they got football. Those sheeple. <laughs> sheeple.
1: Then they cheer. All cheer for England together. Yeah, oh, good mates. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Isn't that funny?
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's tribal, man. You you're, you cheer for England, right? Like that's if it's not Canada, who's your team?
1: It all depends, you know. To like if I like the team. Players.
2: Oh,
0: you can you can separate it. Oh, right? fuck yeah! But you guys both obviously cheer for England.
2: Yeah, I've often w- thought, you know, Italy. Just, I've England thought, and Italy. Yeah. England. If England play Canada in a in a World Cup, right? And I've been here. Longer. And it could happen now. It could, yeah, yeah. No, I, I've been here longer than we hope so. then I lived in okay. England, right? Well, who would you cheer for? That's a, I've discussed this many times, and it's so never once on this show. But no, thirty years I've been here, right? Sixteen can, there, but you I'm still, can fuck off. Right back Better to the cheer. <laughs> <laughs> Better cheer. Better cheer I've got a right to debate this. Who should I support? There's people I know, people that we know, who are Canadians through and through. But if their nation of their parents' birth, be it Italy or Portugal, played Canada, there wouldn't even be a conversation who they supported. Yep. It's Portugal. It's What Italy, would Dunlop do? It's England. What would Dunny do? Portugal. Bettywood would. And it's unfair to put him on the spot. I honestly, story, but I, I honestly
1: could put myself like and most of this was like true when I was broadcasting doing Premier League it's like when people accuse you of being biased or something I truly wasn't like I really didn't care I just you know I did like certain players certain teams and certainly you know you follow guys around that you played and this sort of thing but no
2: it is yeah. easy to be unbiased people that don't think like is, if if, if England and Canada
1: you just watch it and go this is just amazing I could do that I could do that.
2: If Canada played England in the group stage of a World Cup, and it's the first game, I'd like to see Canada do pretty well. Yeah. If they met in the quarterfinals. Or, you know what, it, This is difficult
1: Ooh. now. It's, it's so
2: difficult now because I'm an England fan, and I have been my whole life.
1: How can you not but, cheer, cheer for all the
0: The excitement games? and the energy here and what it would I mean, do for the game here. Sharms, 2026 isn't that far away. I know. It could happen. It could happen, yeah. You got five years. Can I can I be impartial
2: on that match? I think A I might second. be impartial. I would be broken out either way. What what about this guy?
3: If England are playing Canada at uh, hockey, I would support England. <laughs> <laughs> if England are playing Canada at soccer, I would support Canada. There you go. All right. That's well put.
1: And he's been here for five minutes compared to you.
3: Yeah. He's obviously uh more
2: accepted here than I am. <laughs> People like him more. He gets chanted for Christ's sakes every every week at BMO Field. I don't get a chance. No one cares about me. Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess if they did, you'd cheer for Canada. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, honestly, I think every now, ki- every kid who gets traded from their dad's rugby team. You <laughs> know, honestly, no, I mean, I, I've, I've
2: discussed this, this topic on on other shows before over the years, right? But not for a long time. And it's been 30 years now. I probably had this conversation 15 years ago. And I think I'm different now to I was then because I feel more Canadian now than I did then. My wife's Canadian. My daughter's Canadian. So I would be. I think I'd be 100% impartial. I think I could actually do that. It'd be the one game maybe in the world that I'd be impartial. I don't care.
0: Because it would be... Too hard done by teams, unless England pulls something off. Um, there would be
2: one massive um, under underdog, one massive favorite.
0: Yes, but on an international level, you know, England. What sixty six was the last time? Yeah, right. Well done, Uruguay. Uruguay? Uh, That's right. Right. Was that who was against? What?
3: No, no, no. They beat Germany. Stop by your ahead. Stop. And that was in England. West Germany. Germany. West Germany. They did play Uruguay. though.
2: You're right, but. Yeah, I mean, your head it's, just, it's just two, two different, very <laughs> different teams, right? England have broken my heart. Queen Elizabeth? No, who? If, if, if England were on the cusp of a World Cup final after all the heartbreak, as an England fan I've gone through, right. it'd be hard not to support them, at least. Yeah. But if they can in a World Cup semi-final, come on. How amazing would that be? So, yeah, I, I'm i on the fence here, but I would be impartial, happily impartial. I'd be uh, leaving that game with a smile on my face either way. It's hypothetical.
3: Alfonso, happen, is it? Alfonso, running down no, the wing, no, no, no. putting a no, cross in in it that 89th good. minute. It absolutely you would not get out the chair and cheer. Of course I would. Of course I
0: would. Of course I would. I hope
3: you would. Yeah,
0: it would be just an amazing moment. It would. And that would be tangent number three, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on the script. <laughs> I know. I was going to say very soccer already. Going
3: back to the scariest place. I spoke about it as a fan, but as a player... inebriati when they're at t- TFC? They're terrifying. No, uh, no. no they do <laughs> scare me. Um, Millwall-West Ham. Mm. I, t- I don't know if I've told you this Is story the before. the police horse story? The police horse, yeah. Tell it again, it's a good story. <laughs> so, uh, like, Millwall-West Ham are not the friend, Wait, friendliest Mill of fan. Millwall-West Ham? Millwall-West Millwall, Millwall, Ham. Oh, okay, sorry. So, my, my club, Millwall, played against Craig's Club West Ham. They're from... Basically the South pl- East the London, against the East London, company. South London and was Craig at the club at that point? No. I don't it's, think he was no.
1: They very what year was this? They're basically created by two dog workers. And they were side by side by side.
3: Two thousand four maybe? No, so he was done by then. So anyway, we're at we're at the New Den. In the New Den, way. which is a, a very won. plush stadium. One, two, five, in. <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs> Sorry. We're at the New Den, which is a lovely plush stadium, Craig. Better than the old den. Yeah, Coblo Lane. That, still not
1: the greatest. Is it it's it's a, bit, a little bit
3: Lego ish, right? I
1: mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those cheap box ones that you yeah. just down this side ends, and it's so,
3: in the middle of like all no car garages and like yeah. dead end tunnels and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyway, we we're we're playing West Ham. West Ham haven't got the best of teams back then. Craig had left, he departed. Um, That's right, they went downhill. And it's it's a big derby a big big derby and I've told you about at, at Millwall we had a section of fans We had our home fans then you had the two sides that the the side where the players ran out was meant to be for families and like your general like public who older guys and but the the language in in that side of the stadium was probably the worst I've ever, ever heard. Then on the opposite side, which was closer to the away end, you had a section of fans which were like a, a younger group, say 15 to around 20-year-olds who had no intention of watching the game at all. For the for the amount of time they were in the stadium, and they usually turn up about 10-15 minutes after the game had started, they would congregate in this corner of the stand, the stadium, and be... As close to the away fans, which were in the upper tier, they couldn't put away fans in the lower tier at Millwall because it was too close to the Millwall fans. So they put them in the and upper they could tier. Throw things
1: downwards easier.
3: And all they did, all game, was shout abuse, try and get to the away fans, and it was obviously West Ham that day. So the tension was building. Uh, I'd actually scored in that game. We went 1-0 up, and West Ham fans were were starting to lose it. Mill fans were starting to get edgy for some reason. I don't know why. Just because police started to separate them. But the Mill fans started getting at the police then. And they kind of created a divide. So all I saw was police getting kind of thrown out of the way. And Mill fans were starting to climb up the the rafters, the stadium, to get to the West Ham fans. The West Ham fans were starting to climb down to get to them. It was just like the biggest disaster. The referee stopped the whistle. During the game, and the players are just like, what the hell is going on here? Like, this is craziness. Trying to rip each other apart. We're we're trying to play a game here. To be quite honest, the players, West Ham and Mill players, were very, very good that day. Like, it was a derby, and you'd, you'd fight and battle as much as possible, but it was very, very organized in a way that the referee had complete control over it. The referee blows his whistle, and... The fans start spilling on the field. They're fighting the police. They're trying to get at each other still. And I'm looking at the stadium, and then all I hear is this... Like, what the fuck? It sounded like like an airplane or something was coming down. And then all I heard was from Jody Morris, who was on our team as well, behind me. He said, D-H! So I've turned around at him and there's two police horses coming from the home end that are coming through another entrance, running across the field with police on the back of the horses, going to that corner where the mill and uh, West Ham fans are getting at it. I'm going, I think my time's up here. <laughs> this is not football for me. My my family can't even come and watch my games. I don't want my dad in the crowd. I don't want my kids in the crowd. Like, this, this, yeah. is, not, this is not football for me. This is not what I... This is not why I love the sport. This is this is nothing about the sport. And you're going back to why it, that hatred between fans, between people, the history of it is is yeah. It's for me, it's nothing to do with the f- with the football, the sport itself.
1: Yeah. And most of them probably don't even realise the roots of it all. Anyway, they do. Or no, maybe it's, they it's do. It's mob. It's mob.
2: Yeah. Right. They don't understand it. Yeah.
1: Majority. But even the, the the origins of it is rather silly. Just the fact that there are side by side docks. You know the. Tems Ironworkers and yeah, that's what they're called originally. Dan, Thames, good to know. Tems
3: Ironworkers instead of the West Ham Hammers, whatever. Yeah. I wonder what would have happened to me if I did get hit by that horse, though. Massive lawsuit. That's what I'm thinking. Lots of money. Could Maybe
1: I wouldn't right be there, here. Then. No, you, you'd have, have, have been. What, you'd in have a been married and. You would just she enough like, to be. No. you'd be maimed. You'd be hurt really bad. You might have to drink out of a straw, like eat out of a you straw. You talking
0: about? He'd wow. be fine. It's the fucking horse. You should.
3: Serve.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> right. The Fucking
0: Dicky, well, which, which game to was it? A
1: beard <laughs> going Was it, <laughs> the, was it was the horse it?
3: would have bounced off of me? You're right.
1: That's right. Was it a West bad Ham? Back. West Ham Millwall, where the the fan punched the horse, horse and got. <laughs> go, no, and, and that's serious. It's like no, that was Newcastle. It, was that? Oh, that was a Newcastle. Yeah, punched the police horse. Yeah, it's like, a, like it's there's like a, a, a picture, There's a picture, I believe, of, of this guy, <laughs> the guy it's punching,
0: it's it's yeah. Mungo! Mungo!
1: Mungo! A few Mungos in Newcastle that, that day, were not they? Oh my Jesus God. Jesus Christ. Mungo yeah. Jerrys. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad we don't get that over in Canada and North America. Yeah, civilized, I, right? The these, only thing I've pass- seen as close to it is NFL, but it's their own fans <laughs> getting at each other. What? NFL, yeah, Buffalo's been I've, been. I've been. Oh yeah, I haven't been to many. I've been to
2: like,
1: seen
3: Philly fans fighting well, with you each know other. What? The, yeah. the
1: fans show up in Buffalo, which is rough as hell, and you'll get like a couple in a New England watching the Patriots, but they'll be right into the end zone in Buffalo. Do they not know
3: better? Yeah,
1: and they get shot thrown at them, and they wonder why. Then the next thing, there's fights, and
3: but is there any such thing as like? Fans following their teams and the derby. Like, I don't know if Green Bay have a derby with Minnesota or nothing like, nothing like there's no away section, yeah. Like hockey, like Montreal and and the Leafs, no, 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 there there
0: is, but it's very civilized. Yeah, you go
2: to a bar outside the ACC or Scotiabank Arena, there's Habs fans and Leafs fans at the same bars mingling, having a chat. It's it's nothing like it, or
1: what still freaked me out like when I was in, in Edmonton. We go to an Oiler, Maple Leaf game. Leafs aren't there all that often. Leaf fans are all across Canada, just like Canadian fans. And it, they're just, I'm looking down going, and it's probably 50 50. And they're just, it's just
2: sprinkled it's just throughout. Sprinkled right? throughout. There, there's no away going, sections. Holy
1: shit. If I was like a police officer in England and I come across, I'd be like scared. I'd be like, this is just a, it's yeah, just, I'm getting out of it. it this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. You have to be fights all game long. You can't. You got to keep them separated. But that's the problem.
2: I think when you see a lot, right, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of Brits will come over and they'll make fun of North American sports, saying mm-hmm. ah, it's not real, it's not real sports, not not authentic because there's not enough fan violence and trouble. It's such bullshit. It's so much better over here. You don't need that crap.
0: You don't. No, there's still enough. Don't. There's
2: still enough passion and enough. You know, love your team in North American sports. There's enough mm. to enjoy. Well, a,
1: a theater for. A I thing. don't know where I heard this, but it's true. I think that in North America we go to be entertained. You you want to go entertain? Yeah. Be basketball. You want to see that. You just want to you want to forget about everything and go there and get entertained for a couple hours. In football, you want to you take. All your week's fucking work and your tension and the fucking hatred you have for your wife or husband. And you you go there and you just fucking let it all out. Nothing else, right? Religion, like politics, you name it. And they just let it it
3: out. That result on a weekend means so much to people. And it affects your week as well. Letting on like your weekend, it affects your week. Well, sport is a religion over there. It's not over here. And then that's not
2: dismissing the importance of sport here. There's, there's people that love sports here. They love sports. It's not religion. And it is. It's a yeah. way of life over there for these fan groups. And that's not a good thing necessarily. It's too important, I think.
3: My my buddy came Stuff across, a, a couple power. of my buddies came across from England and, and they went to the game without me. They went with Franco, my my middle son. And it was a good game as well. I think they, TFC won like 4-0, 4-1 the game. And I think I was coming back from a game with the 19s, so I couldn't make it to the game. That's why he went. So I asked him just honestly. I said, "What did you find uh, like from the game? What was the atmosphere like? What was?" He said, and he kind of said the same thing. Yeah, it's not, it's not real. It's not. I said, but it was a good game. It was an entertaining game. He said, "Yeah, the fans thing." He says, "But the most startling thing for him was people were not engaged in the game." He said. It was was bizarre, like people were turning up 15 minutes into the game. And he said then he was watching people and they were like either on their phones or taking pictures. They had no real interest in the game. There was a certain section, he said, the home men and bits and parts around the stadium. But he said, the next time you watch a game in Germany or England or Italy, don't only watch the game, watch watch the fans in, in the stadium. He said they're all glued to what's going on in the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It's, and it's like
0: forty five. That's a fair critique because yeah. anytime I'm watching the Raptors, I get to go to two Raptors games a year. I save up. I bring the girls. That's basically what we're doing, right? Every time I watch a Raptors game, back at the ACC or whatever, Scotiabank Arena now, when they're playing at home, and then you come back from halftime, and it, all you're seeing are the gold seats, right? Yeah. The, that that ye- yellowy mustard. And I get so there's only one more thing that makes me angrier <laughs> is when I see a rich kid sitting courtside, a yeah. seven or eight year old with his jersey, and I tell, I call up Forrest. and I bitch I'm like, <laughs> did you see that little fucking spoiled? Kid? He doesn't watch basketball? It's a thousand dollar seat. He's, he's like this with yeah, his exactly, phone. Yeah, exactly. He's but yeah, that's it, a fair critique. Putting something on Instagram. These guys are is more, more worried about getting their fucking hot dog and beer or pizza mm-hmm. than watching you know the the second half of a yeah but
2: that still does happen though in english football and the big clubs right the big stadiums remember roy Keane called them the prawn sandwich brigade the same issue at halftime they wouldn't come back so it does exist perhaps more than it used to but mm-hmm. not to the same levels as it does here i've
1: uh, been lucky enough to uh have those seats and Go with somebody who had those seats at the at the, at the Raptors or hockey games. When so you go down to the bars under these, so you got your some of the they have your own section. open bars. Well, yeah, but you're paying
0: oh, okay. big time, right? Making a full. No, to. someone's paying. Somebody's paying. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> but they have their own separate section. Like you might have a, a little bar for ten people or whatever. Like it's, and you go in there, and it's it's what fifteen minutes in between periods or whatever, mm-hmm. and it. I've come out of there. Go out of the first period and showing up halfway through the
0: third. Yeah. It's easy to disappear in there. It's
1: well, you're having a few bevies. Yeah. Next thing you know,
3: you're like ah, having
0: a you go chat to with a young lady. There, The hockey
1: yeah. game is right there. You're like ah, it's right there. Yeah, this game number thirty-five. Like it's okay, you know. What but
3: I'm, but that's where <laughs> the stadium owners and business people want you. Yeah, buying their concessions. Mm-hmm. They want you in those bars. That's why they put well, the TVs the in like, there. Like
1: Dan said, he goes, somebody's paying. They're already paying. Yeah. they're not paying for drink but they're, they're paying they're paying yeah. it's a
3: it's interesting in England you now seat, they, they've stopped serving yourself. they stopped serving alcohol on the concourses
0: oh like an area yeah where, so, so
3: in England so you can you can obviously drink alcohol in um the boxes but in the majority of the concourses now they've banned alcohol and you can't take it out into the stadium or anything now so will get really sourced before the game <laughs> <Really> <laughs> but also stewards and stuff yeah. like that if you're really sourced you're not getting into right. the stadium right?
0: was that a thing before? because that think- was always a thing in Canada yeah. if someone's too gassed they aren't going to let you in the stadium would they let anybody in the stadium? no they're not supposed to.
2: Baseball, they stop serving booze in the seventh inning, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, four,
0: when I know, you get to the, just what I've
1: So stupid. I know. To a sixteen I mean, inning game or yeah, something. Exactly.
0: I'm like, I've been holding a since the third. Yeah, exactly. And now I have to sit for the fourteenth. Yeah. And, and it's without so slow. So I was slow. at
2: Cleveland. I mentioned it before Cleveland uh, Jays, right? Fourteen innings, right? I think it was, and they stopped serving in the seventh. And I was with these freaking baseball nerds who refused to leave, and it's not, I'm freezing cold, and I'm getting sober by the inning. Yeah. It's
1: pissing me your, off. Your hangover's starting to kick.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, come on, this is not what I signed up for. No, Craig and I went to a ball game one time, and I go, dude, this is so boring. We walked outside and smoked a dude and bought three <laughs> beers or two beers each, and then it was like the fourth inning. We said, let's go downtown Toronto. Yeah, try, and, like, drink, try and drink. Try drink a beer in an inning.
2: Can you smoke at the uh, the dome when it's open?
0: No, I. I no. can't smoke it now? At yeah. No. no. It's open, you can't
1: no? smoke
2: it no. all. No. Public, Only because c- you're... Public space, right? Now, right? Yeah,
1: you're, yeah. yeah, you're close proximity. I was
2: wondering, like, can you smoke a dube? I was wondering well, if like, they can't smoke no, you it at can't.
1: all. no, you can't. Now they're going to have little signs with cigarettes and dubs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it doesn't say dubs. It says cigarettes. Puff away. Turn that down. There was a, another done. mob mob time, mm-hmm. mob time when uh, Frank... F- and no if, 40
3: picks this week?
0: And if, no 40 I looked him hey, up. FA F- cup. Hey, cross talk. Cross talk. Jesus. Cross talk. Sorry.
2: Conversations talking- but before the show, maybe. We're talking
0: about we're mobs. During the show. Oh, we're doing pics this week. We had this conversation. He just wasn't here. <laughs> doing... Talking about mobs.
1: Frank Yallop's uh, <laughs> girlfriend was having a birthday party, and she-, she kind of wanted us to show up, and we knew the deal. If we won, we would show up. But... We were playing at freaking Barnsley of all places. Like three o'clock FA Cup game didn't go well. Anyway, we figured, ah, we'll see. We'll, we'll go to, we'll go to the, this club and meet her and her and the friends and you know, stay quiet, whatever. Well, there's a freaking mob in there and they're just, they, they noticed that we're in there. They weren't having it, that we were out having a good time. And with a bunch of girls, which is probably really sticking the knife in. Pretty hot.
3: (laughs) That's deep Yorkshire there as well. They came in. Oh, no, we
1: weren't out in Barnes. This is back in Ipswich. Oh, he was in Ipswich. Yeah, because we got back to the nightclub, like, when everybody showed, like, at midnight or whatever. Uh Oh, Straight in there,
3: and even though you were players, they weren't happy that you were in there. Well, we lost that game
1: in that afternoon in Barnsley. In the was it oh. Just you and
2: Frank
3: or was it more than more than no. It was just
1: me and Frank, yeah, and everybody else is like not a chance. And we're like, ah, i will be okay. It wasn't, and you stood
2: out because you're six foot five.
1: Exactly, Frank could
2: have just like slunk off. Oh there in yeah. the back, no problem at all.
1: Might see his nose. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so what happened? But like, when they when they confront you, like you just well, it got it to the on, point where
1: the 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 bouncers, you know, some of the big clubs, a big nightclub in England, and uh, the bouncers ended up saying, "You get, you guys have to leave." Like not kicking the guy, like you, you guys have to leave. There's too many of them, and and we'll give you ten minutes. We won't let anybody leave, in f- for ten minutes, Jesus, give us a head start.
2: <laughs> got a vision of Frank- I was like, Frank "Oh, thanks, thanks, Karen. thanks, Karen. Thanks, <laughs> Karen.
1: Yeah, thanks, Frank. Really appreciate that. Knew that was a good idea." <laughs> fuck that's how different it can be from winning and losing
3: yeah i would never go out if we we lost well, exactly sundland you can never ever go out
1: exactly but i think there was a i think there was also one of karen's friends that was single at the time and i was single uh, okay now it makes sense and i like, you, you know
2: prepared to put it's your one, one of the club's you know, pretty dark like, was, you dove on the career aid. you you're great he was prepared to put his life at risk. Was it worthwhile Wingman. in the end?
1: No, I wasn't prepared to die. <laughs> I was hoping Frank would. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he needs to jump on the grenade. Oh, I see. Yeah.
2: Did they? Did the girl think that, oh, man, you're dangerous. Look at you. Did
3: it help?
1: What? Is an angry mob. I, I didn't see her. I was like, I just got I you just, just peeled out the
3: back door. I was just looking for the front door. He done. The, he done the old uh, Homer Simpson moonwalk back into the bushes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that
0: one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, as
2: an example, when you were playing TFC Deitch, and and TFC wasn't very good. Um, Which was <laughs> all the time. used <laughs> to play there. Um,
1: when you play for TFC,
2: <laughs> but were you? You obviously still went out. I know you had a family and stuff. It's not quite like when you're you're a kid, but you would have gone out after games. Were there ever ever any kind of uncomfortable situations? No. Or was it all post career when you went to Lovelaws?
3: Yeah, all post career.
2: <laughs> Loblaws, but not during the career because no, no. One, no one had the balls to confront I, you. Probably. No, I
3: wasn't that. I told you in the, in the first two years of TFC. Everyone was just like so delighted to have a football team here. Yeah, it's true. And the buzz Nobody off cared. the team. Nobody cared of the losing. Like having yeah. – yeah. so I mean, much they fun. cared. Don't the get me wrong. The stadium
1: was just so much fun.
3: Yeah. It,
2: it was It was, it was a poor one in New York that changed everything, I think. That was yeah. when he got angry because that was
3: a chance. to Finally, that to yeah. the playoffs and yeah. lost. But the there first year, I didn't yeah. didn't worry about them. I mean, you, you commentated on us a lot as well that year, Craig. It wasn't that we were like terrible. It's just that we were so disorganized and – yeah, we we were just a a bunch of guys put together with no yeah. real yeah. thinking behind it.
2: I most of that's the best midfield in the MLS. <laughs> we Ronnie O'Brien and Carl Robinson and Mo uh, Yeah, Mo Yeah, yeah. Andy Andy Welsh was there as well in the wing. All right, Ooh, so that's. A,
1: Welsh. I remember that's I most like of the best midfield in MLS. I might take a Dunlop over Andy Welsh.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the greyhound. He scored the one goal I called.
0: Jeez. Yeah. Bash one goal. A little
1: bit He's oh,
3: coaching he was, now. He's, he's, he he's head like coach Bush. of Barry. He's a
1: really
2: good
3: lad.
1: Is he? He was yeah. a great lad. He was, he was a really was good, good lad. lad. Fuck, he was awful.
3: But again, going back to that, that, that year was just, it was a, the excitement of having a professional team close to downtown. It, it was, was a amazing. social event for amazing. most people. It was a slam dunk. Yeah. So like, even if you were seen out, it was like so different than being seen out in England. And yeah. you were a celebrity. It Not wasn't exactly. that you're a celebrity, but they're just happy to see you. And, yeah,
1: they actually have a respect that you, yeah. you're, you are, you got to that level.
3: It, it wasn't like only
1: on that the, they, they, so gave, so they can, no matter how bad they are; they right. still respect the players. Like, they, oh, you're an NHL player. You're like, wow.
2: But in this case, he's there. He's, you're he's, just he's, like, he's, fuck. I don't care it who, comes who you reputation. are. Pay like, hey, your
1: wages. You guys suck.
2: He's six foot yeah. four. He's a bit grizzled. He comes in reputation. A bit of a madman. Bites people. No one's going to call shit with you coming to Toronto for the first year. Or no, right.
3: it, wasn't, it wasn't even that because no, it was that. Even Javinko has said it. Javinko said it as well. He said he loves being here in the city because people obviously recognise him, and he's very recognisable because he's very small. He wears all the swagger, but he just respects people because people will say hi. And go on their way. Where in England or Europe, wherever you are, you're having a full, detailed conversation of why the club fucking sucks so much, yeah, or why your performances yeah, are not player, good. There, and
1: what's you this guy know, like,
3: You and need why to, why more down? Down. You, you, you straight hammies more than. I wonder.
2: I wonder if, <laughs> if hockey players have the similar experience though, or are they no. more, are they confronted more? Yeah, I, I, I more, don't know. I've
3: never seen any. don't think so. I've never seen any of the hockey guys. Never seen any
1: of them years ago. After Leeds had another terrible season, didn't make the playoffs. They yeah, had. A few of them got together and went to Hemingway's in Toronto, down by the New Yorkville, mm-hmm. and I happened to be in there too. And Wouldn't I was that shocked be. that knowing, like, I've been out with team events and if we had a season like that, it was not a chance. You'd have been thrown off the bat. From Ipswich, what we do is we go to London. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're not staying in Ipswich. We'll get, we'll get hurt. Like, it, it, somebody's going to get hurt.
3: You go Marbella.
2: Or Craig Smart, when he paid for West Ham, he lived in Ipswich. <laughs> right yeah, opposite. that was a little
3: bit too far.
2: Fuck. At least you avoided the bullshit. No regrets, though, obviously, by the look in your face.
1: Well, it was Richard Hall who happened.
2: think
0: of regrets. That's <laughs> what I'm <at> <laughs> What am I doing? What did I do that for? It's Go just
1: on. too far. It just became five years of driving that far. It was just like 66 miles to the training ground. That's crazy. Door to door.
2: With a cell phone in your
1: lap. And then going to games, you had to drive into London. Holy mm-hmm. shit, you never knew how long that weekdays, would take. Yeah. So you make sure you show Switch up to, two hours the before the game. Or two hours before you're supposed to show up, even. Why didn't you take a helicopter? Yeah, you almost needed it.
0: I it was that, incredible
1: I mean. how, how long. Well, remember the last game at Upton Park, for instance, when Man United got, mm-hmm. the bus was all, they had all sorts of things thrown at the bus yeah. and and it took forever. Like, they only had like what, Five kilometers or something like that to go from their hotel where they were all afternoon, and it took them two hours or two and a half hours or something <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy to see the fact that the fans were with like, thousands of them.
2: Dan's phone's quacking, which means I think it's time. I think we're done. We're done. We didn't even get. That was, uh, we, we didn't even get to discuss whether Manchester United are actually contenders. I think we could discuss ne- next that next week. Before we, can, oh, we can talk about that now. Well, next week cause they could be in first place, but next all right, week, well, and they'll yeah. be setting up Manu.
3: Well, certainly Liverpool as well. Man they're certainly contenders. They're contenders next week. Yeah, I think we're all in
2: agreement.
1: They're
3: contenders, what right? Picks? Are you guys all in agreement that they're contenders? There's I, only one team this year. I'm telling you, you guys. You, been telling you for the last month. City, watch out for them. See, yeah, they're just getting into the groove, and they're they're, they're really they look in good that against group. United. Even in Pep knows the, it now. I think if they if look he's,
1: good against in that League Cup game. they look he's really starting
3: good. to get bubbly. Yeah, yeah, he's got the swagger
2: back a bit, is not he? Yeah. He's the best performance. But, you, know, you know what? Like Arsenal
3: week. started to creep up now. They've hit a, a really good run, which I'm pleased for Arteta. Um, Man United have had a very, very good run. Liverpool have been shocking the last three games. Shams it's worried first for them.
2: place. I know that. Been yeah. At some point, yeah. injuries will come back and burn them. But
3: Klopp's still in the first place. Little, uh, like starting little, to get a little bit edgy. Yeah, a little edgy and pissed off. Yeah, making kind comments. of snide comments. Oh, other teams. Is, be uh, is
0: the second year in a row. Just like the second album, if you can pull it off, it's the best feeling ever. Right. If it's not. Everyone just goes, eh, we had last year.
2: Yeah, it's much harder staying number one than yeah, it's getting very
1: number hard. one, right? Winning back to as, back. as As we know
0: on this podcast. <laughs> of course.
2: <laughs> of course. We've
3: got to keep striving, guys. We've got to keep That's right. striving. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Bex and Zizu turn us down, so. Oh,
0: motherfuckers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm loving our Amsterdam Brewery, the new three-speed beers coming in three different size cans. They're staring me right in the face here. We've got a tall boy a regular sized can and
3: a little small can yeah so we've got Craig Forrest Dan Wong and James Shum I was going to
2: say <laughs> but I, I was debating like how me and who be who's where with me and Wong we're at the same height I aren't mean, maybe no, a bit I'm, bigger uh, than me
0: I'm taller than both you and JC by about Happening? Are you really? Yeah. yeah. Plus, I wear boots.
2: That I you wear, wear lifts in your boots, your boots yeah. too, then. That's you? right,
0: That's like right. Radar O'Reilly. <laughs> 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 so
2: I'm the stubby, is what you're saying? Yeah. Thanks, me. Yes. yes, no problem. What
1: you got? What, the, what is that you got on there? That traction? Lacock.
0: Lacock. Lecoq. Lecoq. No, Lacock is that Lacock sportif. We, yeah. oui. Lacock yeah. sportif. Yeah. That's the, this is a
1: the alligator.
2: alligator. No, no, we're calling you a cock.
0: Oh, thank you! <laughs> wow, of course.
1: He looks like one of that tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: the tracksuit's going to be on display just. I like it, then. I place. like it. It's brother. nice, it's nice done. show suit. It's, it's a very old. It is
1: from David Beckham because it was. It fits somebody with a good body. It's
3: proper South London.
1: Next. Beckham fight
2: his, uh, his manager today, by hey. the way. Alonso got canned. Yeah. So, teach you know, if you're looking for a full-time gig, maybe give your old mate a call.
1: Hey, hey, Dave. Hey, hey no, mate.
2: Phil Neville's
3: meant to be rumored. In Miami, oh, really? Is he one of the Neville brothers?
1: It's for sure. It's rumored, and that, I mean that's <laughs> a that's a pretty that's a pretty uh, I, I don't know. That'd be a good bet. They're good buddies. Yeah. Well done.
3: Well done, Dave.
2: Goodbye.
0: What, How are what, you what mates? about Vieira? Did you hear about that? What TFC?
3: TFC?
2: It's gone very quiet here. So gone quiet.
3: I don't think Vieira's coming in, guys. Don't you? I don't think so. Hmm? I wouldn't mind him coming in. Actually,
1: should be Danny Dicchio. Should be, should at least be interviewed. It's the you time. Should. Thank it's you. It's the moment.
3: Dicchio, Appreciate it. the clubs since day one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shall we? Shall we just end show? Fans. By the way, we did we Cool, <laughs> we
0: cool were Cat. Cool yeah. You posted Cool Cat to the no. I feed. put uh, agenda. What was it? Arena. Arena's on our. Uh, so, uh, Craig was
2: sent over the holidays from uh, a listener. Was it you? Yeah,
1: I, actually, I don't, I don't remember who it was.
3: Yeah. A,
2: a copy of a magazine from 19, uh, twi- 2000 and what? you just going to say
3: 1920? <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it was,
2: was the it, was it 90s or was it the 2000s? 90s. Was 90s, the 90s, and it was Danny Diccio, um who was their, their cool
3: cat of the week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually, on the, that was a word, cool cat. Yeah, you cool saw cat. it, right?
3: Yeah. It's amazing. It was either in Shoot or Match magazine. <laughs> was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah,
2: so we're gonna find Disastrous. it, and then I'm gonna post it to our Twitter feed right there. No, right? you're not. You don't need and to Instagram. do that. Dan. Oh,
1: come on, it's Stage,
3: Come on, oh, oh, there. Why would you do that, Dan, <laughs> Seriously, because I love you.
2: It's a nice little photo shoot. Did you take any the lads Yandeng when video. that came out?
3: That one or the other one? Well, start with that one. <laughs> that one, no, because that was for Arena, which was a a a plusher magazine, and it was Dolce & Gabbana. There were words in that one. The Cool Cat one, or no. Yeah, they have long words in that this one. This is Arena.
1: Oh, arena is fine. Yeah, yeah. Cool. but shoot yeah, a match. Match was, a, that was, that was, was the cool
2: cats one, yeah. and he talk about how DJing is your
3: passion and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, to be young again, Did guys. You, you were quite a
1: soccer player for a DJ. Have you showed your sons <laughs> that? Have you shown your sons? Yeah,
3: out? they've laughed it as well, guys. You showed him, man. Yeah.
1: I wondered if you would just keep it on like
3: no. QT. Well, social media now, you can find a lot of that stuff. So they keep oh, really? they keep finding just, bits and pieces. Google that? dad's name. Like, what was you doing with your hair, dad, when you were 21? You know what? It's a good thing you didn't do anything really, really stupid. Yeah. Well. How old Luca now? Debatable. <laughs> Is he 21? He's 22 now, <laughs> Luca. You know,
2: like- that must age you, right? When you think, yeah. man, when I was playing professional football, I was younger than my oldest son.
1: Jesus yeah. Christ. That's so great. Terms, you, yeah. Man. He was a Grim Reaper. And
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 Pass, out.
1: Pass out the razor blades. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we should leave it and we'll return next week and have some more fun at Danny's expense and probably Craig's expense and my expense. Yes. And yeah. Wellness' expense. We love it. Hope you enjoyed that. Welcome back. Well, we can't wait to what should be a really rewarding 2021. It's been great so far. See ya.